Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Well, Kenny's not here today. He's turned into an actual crab. That is what we're doing today is that uh, his skin is actually turned into the skin or the shell of a crustacean. And um, I was half hoping you would take that out of the intro and do your best <laughs> Kenny impersonation. Oh, my God. Well, I I'm, don't want to do this today. I, I hate this podcast. I hate doing it. I, I thought about calling this is the last Dan podcast. Again. <laughs> yes, I'm calling Dan and telling him I'm canceling this. Boy, do we have that pegged down to a to oh a T, don't we? Yes. So, uh, yes, it's just Ross and I here, and we're going to, I guess, play some best of clips. I don't know if they all ex- they exist. Yeah, well, I believe it or not, there are a few, but okay. I had to dig really deep to find them. So here, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. This is a best of edition of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Kenny and John are both out today. So Dawn and Ross, whenever I say your name, I always think I'm from the East Coast. Dawn. Dawn. We're going to guide you through this edition of the news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here's what I have for you, Dawn, and we'll play it in the order picked by Dawn McLean. Oh, boy. Work spouses, eight reasons why being a moron makes you happy, (laughs) or should we start with do men buy cars? To overcompensate for something. Oh, how about the eight whatever? Well, let's. I've already forgotten what it was. It is. I just. <laughs> so maybe not true best of material if you've already forgotten. <laughs> eight reasons why being a moron makes you a happier person. Uh, yeah. Here it is right now from Kenny, John, and Dawn. If you want to catch that entire episode, it's in this very feed of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Eight reasons here why thinking you're a moron actually increases your self-awareness and makes you a better person. Are you are you uh, with me so far? Mm, I don't know. Assuming things gets a lot of us in trouble. Things that you just assume to be facts or true. I know this has gotten me into a lot of trouble in the past, building things, rebuilding things, working on stuff, and you just... Assume something to be true, never even questioning yourself, and then you find out much later uh, that not only is that wrong, but you're an idiot. And if you would have thought about this ahead of time, you would have been a lot happier. Part of being a happy moron is stop assuming things and go with the flow. Oh. which, Which leads to number two. You do that, you'll learn to enjoy life more. You can't control the outcome. You can try, but it's not going to happen. You can only control the way you feel about it. You can only control your reaction to something, right? That's one of the rules of stoicism. If you want to be a stoic, you've got to let things Mm. roll off your back. This ass doesn't matter. Just keep plodding forward. Number three, you stop taking yourself so seriously. <laughs> oh, boy. This is one that, yeah, yeah I have to remind myself of every mm-hmm. every other day. Here's Me the too. deal. You're a moron. Yeah. Why are yeah. you so serious? You're just going to be wrong. You're dumb. You know it. We know it. Admit it. Get on with your life, and you'll be a lot happier. You I can go with that. Ross hasn't said much so far. You, you notice that? <laughs> Ross? I think when you know you're a moron, there's not a lot you can add to this. I'm just always trying to cover up that I'm not a moron. Why? I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Oh, yeah. Embrace your moron ship. Oh, yeah, I do. You'll learn it makes way me more. laugh, you know? When you say to yourself, I already know everything there is to know about this subject, um, maybe you need to shut up and listen a little bit. No. That's what that means. (laughs) No, Mr. FYI says no. (laughs) If you know you know everything, why do you need to listen to it? I just assumed that was a setup for me, Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is so personal. He keeps looking at me. He's like, you know you're a moron, right? I'm like, God, this is a great way to start Wednesday. John, if you just admit you don't know everything and you are a moron, you'll be more well-liked. That's That's, number five. 
what happened to four? And uh, that's, <laughs> that's the one you, that's the one where you learn way more. You've already yeah. discounted that one. So that one just doesn't apply to you is what I'm hearing. Uh, <laughs> uh, number six, you'll be more realistic. You're more realistic when you know you're a moron. Mm, yeah. So just admit it because we all know it. Just admit you're dummy. And number seven, you'll get pleasant surprises. That's why I'm a pessimist. And how has that served you? It really well, because um, I'm a glass half empty person. And if something goes right, then I'm pleasantly surprised. Years ago, I heard the term hail that I have stolen and tried to live by, especially in my sports fandom for Kenny. Hail, high aspirations, low expectations. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's, it it yeah. really is a good one. You, especially you, as a, a Minnesota sports fan. It right? centers you, yeah. too, right? You just, you're you're more even keel. Yes. Um, what if... No, I'm sorry, Kenny. I was just going to say, Dawn's comment there about the pessimism. There's a great Paul Simon line in a song called Something So Right. That is, when something goes wrong, I'm the first to admit it. First to admit it, but the last to know. No. <laughs> right. And when something goes right, it's apt to confuse me. It's likely to lose me. Such an unusual sight. See, there's a pessimist line if ever there was. It'd be better right. if you could sing that. Could you sing that for us? When something please? goes right. Oh, sorry. I'm the first um, to admit it. Ross, what if you have low aspirations and low expectations? Lalo. That Lalo. might actually make Lally. you. Lalo. <laughs> Wow. So wow. low, low aspirations, low, low Lail. <laughs> I don't Lyle. aspire. I don't aspire to anything and I don't expect anything in return. I mean, I think that depends on the person, but that could go one of two ways. You could either be incredibly disappointed or incredibly happy. I don't think there would be much middle ground with that way of life. Mm. And knowing everything I know about you, Kenny, I know you're incredibly happy. That's very, why it's happy. that's why it's news from the happy coffee shop is what we call this show. <laughs> yeah. Not only am I happy, but I have super super high uh, self esteem. I really think I'm the ass. well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've worked with you long enough, Candy, to know that you're now lying. <laughs> are Are any of us uh, afraid of being average? Is Is being average a problem with us uh, at, at this point anymore in life? No. Yeah. No. Is it? I don't want to be average. I want to win. I always want to be. You, oh, go ahead. Do you have the same? In my case, they were what I called delusions of grandeur that I had when I was a teen and twenties. Do you yeah. still have those same dreams and aspirations? Oh no! If that were the case, I would still be thinking I'm going to be at the Academy Awards this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just, right. this, yeah, you got to be practical in was life and go, I really want a 401k. And I need to start saving <laughs> now. And that's why I'm in radio. I want, <laughs> I want to be more than I am. Like I do want to get better by the day, but yeah. as long as I put in the work, I'm comfortable with the results, good or bad. I want to be recognized you... with money. Wow. Me too. Oh. You want to be paid. I want to be, I'm, I aspire to more, not because of my ego, but because I want, I want more money. Yeah. Yeah, You want to be comfortable in life, but I, I'm tired of it. I'm almost 50 and I'm tired of getting, you know, this, I don't know what I need to do except go in and scream and yell at people. And then they're like, get out of here. Since you brought up age, Don, does this change? Because I'm much older than all of you. Does this change as you age? Because I, there are things I still want to do. And then I say to myself, oh, you're, I'm 66 now. You're 66. Yeah. What the hell do you want to do this for? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, yeah. you know, I want to be a great guitar player. So I keep practicing. Why? Oh, because <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's your hobby. I mean, you enjoy it. You have to enjoy your hobbies. But I mean, I don't think I, I'll do stand up again. Like, why? Don, I kind of agree with Don uh, with John on this. What What are you doing, John? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I you know you've asked me this in real conversation, not just on a show. Because I remember years ago I was taking uh, jazz lessons from a very good jazz guitarist, and you kind of looked at me like, to what end? Why Why would you do that? And I thought, well, I, that's a good point. I'm old now. I don't. 
I can play guitar, I guess. And, and I don't so know. then you quit and you <laughs> no, went to the no, basement no. and you found a vein and you tapped into <laughs> it. And, uh, wow. You lay there for a good 48 uh, hours. This is why I, I like this show. I always wear long sleeves. <laughs> you know what, Mr. FYI, Sir Paul McCartney is 80 plus now and he plays his guitar in but, front of thousands well, he, of people at night. You're making John's point. You're making John's point. started when he was 19. The, yeah. For John, this is completely dead end. It's going nowhere. Going nowhere. I'm not, I'm not going to be, well, I might be on stage again. Yeah, you, you perform. But, yeah. Well, not, not really anymore. I mean, I was in bands for so many years and my goal still ultimately was to be a great jazz guitarist. I'm never going to be playing jazz in front of a bunch of people. John, <laughs> well, keep Keep playing and keep practicing because when I become governor of this great state, you can play at my inauguration party. Okay, he's going to be governor. I think I disagree with Ross, John. I think it's time for you to hang it up. Just quit. Why can't you do it? But maybe your expectations change. You know, maybe you just want to be a great player to play, not play in front of hundreds or thousands of people. But you just want to have the satisfaction of knowing you can do it. There is peace to that. I think, Ross, you should know there's no jazz player in the world that plays in front of ho- yeah, hundreds okay. of thousands of people. I'm sorry. Maybe you could go no, to no, some... No, no, no. Hundreds or thousands, not hundreds, hundreds of thousands. thousands. Maybe you could go to some um, some prisons Have you ever and been play to... for them. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you want to perform more. aspirations, lower expectations. That's right. I'll you. sing, you know, because I don't plan on being in a band oh. either anymore. But I'll, I'll go with you to the prisons, and whatever I do, they're going to love you, I mean, yeah, exactly. you know yeah. you guys can have a traveling show john shows up to play the music don shows up to find the ghosts because oh, they right. will be at the oh, prison that's go, true yeah. Yeah. yeah john do you find any satisfaction in like hearing a song maybe that you've heard before you've never heard before and going oh i wonder if i what's he doing there i wonder if i could play this and then sitting down and learning the song and hammering it out and getting it good. There's some satisfaction there. There's complete satisfaction. I learned a song yesterday, an old, old, old song that I'd completely forgotten about. And I yeah. was greatly satisfied. Oh, remember see, song? this is great. Remember Venus by Shocking Blue? I just sat down and learned it because I wanted to. And then I felt great last night because I learned it. Oh, this is good. I think you should continue this. So, so Don, it, is there Don anything... McKinney. Is there mm-hmm. anything in your life that equates to that, Don, or do you just go home an empty shell of a human being and stare wow. at the wall every night mm-hmm. and maybe cry a little bit? Uh, I don't cry about it, but I mean, I do, do, I'd like to be on a ghost hunting show, but I don't, I, I tried to pursue that for a while and then it was like, okay, but you know, now I'm just waiting for whatever to happen. Life, you know, sometimes just happens to you. But and I know the, that that's kind of like, well, then work at it. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> so you come to me. I think the unfortunate reality of life that we all know is sometimes for other people, whether it it's factors you can control or not, sometimes people just get breaks that you don't get. Absolutely, because you, of who they know or who's asked they correct. kiss. And you, sure. have to, you just have to learn I, how to deal with it, which yeah. sucks, but it's true. I'm willing to say that you and John, Don and John... Uh, what was I gonna? How was I gonna put this diplomatically? You don't have any aspirations that are worth your time, because I, I I think in my life and I know in your life there's been things where you've decided to do something, and no matter what people have said to you, you go out and do it and you get it done, right? Who are you talking to, me or it, you and John? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like- so uh, I, I think your dream of playing jazz in front of an audience, you don't believe in that dream because you're not willing to make the sacrifices to make it happen. Mm, and even if you point. do practice, you know that it's not going to happen. So why am I bothering? I, and that yeah, holds I you back. I can't argue with you. If I thought differently, I would sit with a guitar for five hours a day and practice, and I don't. So you're probably right there, yeah. So I wanted to go the easy way. I just want to be able to do it. I I know when I got into radio as a kid, and then when I got into it again as a semi-mature adult, (laughs) there was no no question about it. This is what I was going to do. And people could, you know, my parents or whoever could say, nah, that won't work out, all they wanted. And it was just going to happen, and I made it happen. And I got the job that I wanted at the station I wanted just because... 
it's going to happen. And I think unless it's something that motivating, you're not going to, you're not going to do it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's how. I don't know, Don, if being a moron has made me happy or if I'm just happy because I am a moron. Your your thoughts. <laughs> Ooh, that's like a chicken and egg question, yep. isn't it? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Do you like Don? I did it again. I do. Very I do East like Coast. Don. Do you like Don, Don? Don, Don. Do you like calling people a moron as like a derogatory term? I don't usually use it. Only when I'm talking about myself. Like, I don't call people morons. I've been using putz and schmuck a lot lately. What? I don't know. Am I 90? Is, are those those words yes. of older people? And are people? you from the East Coast? Yeah. No, but occasionally, as I've told you, I, I, do sound, uh, I do sound a little bit like that. Hey, very quickly, before we get to our next uh, bit that I'm going to let you pick. Yeah. Well, I've picked them. You're just picking the order. Yeah. Uh, you are sitting in the Joe Souchere uh, chair. Why Which, is it so low? You, it's literally the lowest setting that you can get for any chair. It's like a preschool chair. I don't know. Does he sit this low? He's you, you would describe him as taller, right? Yeah. I, I mean, he's taller yeah. than me, I think, and I'm five. It's hard to say. He has a tall personality. I'm 5'11 and three quarters. I round up to six feet. Okay. I think Joe's yeah. taller than me. I couldn't, okay. I'd be uncomfortable sitting like that. I don't get it. I do also want to point out that there is a um, a little um, sticky notepad here, and it has the word toilet written <laughs> on it. I don't know why. Toilet. Underlined. It's Explain almost, that, guys. It's almost like whoever wrote that down knew we were coming in next to work on our <laughs> to work on our podcast. Right. Okay, we have eight reasons why being a moron makes you happy out of the way. Mm-hmm. Work spouses or do men buy cars to overcompensate? Where are we going next, Don I McClain? I want to do work spouses because from what I remember, Kenny brought this up, but it only applied like to him, and we're all like, uh-huh, yeah. Why are you bringing this up? So let's hear Kenny's thoughts on work spouses. And here it is right now on News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. She works from home and hasn't met all of her employees and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Misses the camarader- com- camaraderie. camaraderie. Oh, yeah. You. These are the people that want to go back into work. Do you guys have a best friend mm-hmm. at work? Yeah. Oh, at, at work? work? Yeah. Yeah. And is that best friend at work also a best friend in your everyday life? Hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I thought we were talking about work best friend, so. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't know. John? I don't, well, I don't have a best, I mean, for instance, the show we're on, I consider all you guys really good friends. Some of my best friends, the four of you. But that's, yeah, and we get along great. And if we're all in the same building, we're okay. And But no, I don't have somebody. I wouldn't say, Kenny, you're my best friend in the world, that kind of thing. We don't socialize outside of work or work True. events. Very, True. very, very seldom do we if socialize. We, if we ever socialize, it's because of a station event. Well, if we have to go to a, a restaurant or a bar or whatever to meet people, then we're there socializing with each other. But, yeah, we would never, I don't think any of us would ever do that. Okay, let's let's put it this way, though. See? John, you call up Kenny because you need something. Or, Kenny, you call up John sure. because you need something. And I need say, animal animal advice. I always call kids. animal dead right. animal removal, yep. or, or exactly. just or just something fairly significant happened in your life and you need help now. Would any of those people you just mentioned come to your aid right away? I think every one of them. Yeah. Would. yeah. So I think that yeah. makes them more than just a work friend. Kenny right. definitely would. I don't know about John. Kenny's <laughs> helped me. He gave me a lawnmower. He brought it over with his son once because I didn't yep. have one that worked. Kenny acts like he you doesn't like that? me, but I believe he would be I, at my house in no. two hours if if my water heater else. was leaking. Don, that was somebody else. It absolutely was not somebody else. It was you and your son. When I lived over on Dale off of university. I, I've never, no. Uh-uh. The, okay. All right. <laughs> he doesn't want the praise. You, you came in your truck. You, your son, you made him help get the really? lawnmower out of the back. Yes. 
I'll be dipped. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. See, it huh. might be time to bust Kenny because he acts so hardcore, but he's got probably the softest heart of all the people. See, that that's what I say. But uh, he doesn't what do you like, think of that? Old like that. I just want to give him a big hug right now. <laughs> if any of you requested my help, uh, I, I wouldn't come down there. That's two hours and 15 oh, minutes. I'd tell you to get you, screwed. This is when you lived in town. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've never been to your house, John. You, you've true. never well, been to mine. He's never invited you. You, you, uh, you haven't. You're right. Yeah. Have, uh, have you guys been to other like Don? I know you've been to Jason's house. Yeah. But have you been to Bradley's house? No. Alexis's house? Yes. You have. Really? Yeah, and and Donna for sure. Donna's really? cabin. Oh, oh yeah. right, Donna's cabin. We go up right. to there and yeah, yeah, do some weird stuff up there that we don't. Nobody weird dares ask stuff. Ask you wow. what's going on well, up there. Okay. Well, have you been to? Have you been to? I've been to Joe's house. I've been to Re, Rookie's house, old house. You've been to other people's houses on the show. Yeah, just Matthew and uh, when he lived in Saint Paul and yeah, uh, Joe. Yep. Yep, yeah, same with me. And Reavers has been to my house half a dozen times. And, and I've been to Joe's house at the invite of his bride, not him, because he always tells me <laughs> don't don't come over. Oh, that's nice. And then when I pull in his driveway, he yells at me to get that POS out of his driveway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. And, and it's a nice truck. Ross and I are going to a Crowded House concert. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. going to go over to his house. And I'm going to pet his cat. <laughs> no yeah. euphemisms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No. We're, well, emphasis on we're going to go to a Crowded House show if we can find free tickets in this building. That's true. We're not paying for them. Let's be clear about that. You, you know what it seems like to me? The people who are good friends at work and see each other outside of work are single people. Oh. Right? Because you, you live lonely, empty lives, and you need each other for some sort of moral support thing. The rest mm. of us, we don't need that. If we want to argue, we just turn to our spouse. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think people get away from the, their spouses every now and then to hang out with other people. Okay, the, go ahead. Well, I also think what's interesting about what you said is this does happen to me. I, there are a lot of people in this building that I think are great people, and I do love them dearly. But every now and then you'll get like the work happy hour invites or, hey, we're going to go do this. And the first thought in my head is, I was just in the same building with you for nine or ten hours today. <laughs> right. right. You know, and that's I feel bad saying that, but you right. you kind of want to have that separation. If I'm going to see that person again. Yeah. I'd rather well, actually see them on a Saturday or Sunday than something on a weeknight. Right. None of the above. I've got nothing to say to you at work when we have things to talk about. Why would I want to bring that into my private life? That's not true about me, though. You would want to hang out with me, right? Uh, maybe. Kenny! Okay, I would. <laughs> Come on, let's go I sit would. by a campfire. <laughs> you know? Um, the real reason I wanted John to bring this story up, and I tweeted about it yesterday, but then I erased the tweet because I didn't get any responses. Yeah, I've also muted and blocked you as retaliation, so I wouldn't know. Um, and I, I really wanted to get some callers on the phone and talk to some listeners about this. Uh, work wives and work husbands. Mm. Have you ever had a work wife and or husband? And let's be clear here. By work wife, I'm, I don't mean you're making out in the broom closet, okay? Oh God, this is all pl just plata uh, pl platonic, excuse me. Yeah. A and you're just friends and you support each other and help each other out at work. Do you have anybody or have you had anybody that you really, really lean on or they lean on you? No, I mean, at my old job, maybe like my my radio partner. So he was well, he, most he, of them. He, they were all on air people. Yeah. John. Yeah. I back when I was uh, on KS95, I shared an office with a, a young lady that, you know, so Chris we, Carlson, uh, I bet. No, no, no. Oh, well, and we she she actually it's when Dylan was a little little two years old and she would watch him on occasion if I had to go somewhere and do something and we would help each other with our jobs because we both were a little unsure of how our jobs were going. Uh, so I would call that, I guess, the closest I've ever had to. Yeah, it. that qualifies, I think. Ross, Yeah. do you talk to girls? 
Are you, are you scared? He talks uh, to everyone. Yeah. Uh, sadly, sadly, hi, or hey, it's Ross. We'll talk to everybody and tell them everything. I would say I have more work therapists than work, uh, work wives. Ross, you strike me as somebody who people would maybe lean on you more than you lean on them. Uh, because you strike yeah. me as somebody who can't say no to anything. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's actually, um, we have uh, higher-ups in this building that have told me that that's, they worry about that with me, that I say yes to too much stuff. You do. You're a real yeah. sucker when it comes to I, that. I am. And actually, Kenny, when you were talking about you know, the work friends, just to back it up a little bit, mm-hmm. you actually had a very serious conversation with me a few weeks ago when you were in the building, which you probably don't remember, but I did. I did take that to heart. So you, again, put up this fence about gruff guy, and you were offering me some really good career advice a few weeks ago. So I gave you, it was it along the lines of you really should quit? You've got no future in this business? <laughs> it was, was it something radio, like that? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was that, but it was more, um, it was more uh, go and swinging. Don't get taken advantage of. Dawn, since the day I've met you, I've done everything in my power to not rely on you as a work wife. Why? Because you've got too much on your plate. You are very, yeah, you're, you're very, very busy. And the fact that you, uh, prepare and over prepare for everything really, really keeps Except you for busy. This show. And, well, <laughs> don't do that's anything all right. anymore. No, you just that's all write right. all of the material. You're, you're, I don't want to add my baggage to your plate. Oh. So I've always please. avoided you. And I think I have intentionally always invo- avoided having work wives that are in the programming side of the business, people that are producers and or on the air. Yeah, I try not to get too close to to those people because, for the most part, they're insane, and, and so am I. And, and I just don't think we need we need to mix and mingle. And Don, you do do a bazillion things, not only for the stations, but in other lines of work that you do. You do. Uh, yesterday morning, Don, I w- wanted to call you at eight thirty in the morning to talk about some stuff work related, and I decided not to because I know how busy you are. Oh, I'm probably driving. Uh, yeah, and well, driving, and I don't, I don't want to get in the middle of that because I know you're shouting at other drivers and giving them the finger, putting <laughs> right. on makeup, and pulling oh, cigarette do butts out of the ashtray. <laughs> I and, don't and smoke. I don't. Of... <laughs> I don't. I don't put on makeup anymore because that's not a good idea. Changing shirts and oh, putting yeah, on a different bra <laughs> with keeping your shirt on. Eating yeah, cereal off out the Eating cereal yes. while she's driving. No, I did see someone doing that once in Dallas. It was like, what the hell? I. I've, but when I was there, I had two really close, good work wives. And, and I should define what I consider a work wife is. Uh, it's just like having a real wife, uh, whereas you never have sex and all you talk about is your kids. <laughs> so it's just like a regular marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but neither one of them worked in programming. And I kind of relied on them to, well, like you said, be my therapist. Yeah. Because they're not in the programming world, so they can actually see from the outside and say, uh, you really need to take advantage of that opportunity, and you need to stop trying to sabotage your career, or you need to sh- sit down and shut up because what you're bitching about is inconsequential. So so I, I kind of use them as stabilizing forces in my life. They don't really, not that I remember, maybe they helped me out with some stuff work-related. I know Chris Carlson did. She was always helping me with some stupid yeah. thing. Uh, um, but the other one was just moral support, basically. Um, and, and that's all I've considered my work wives to be. Yeah, that's that's great. I, Do you I, ever end up in the sack with any of your work husbands? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Are you asking oh, John? Wow. Or? <laughs> no, what, what the hell? Well, you were single. In the sack. I, 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 you uh, know, no. I've, I've got to ask the question. Absolutely I, not. Okay. No, no. I mean, they're all on-air people and my radio morning show partners. Like, yeah. That's a real bad idea. You don't yeah. ever do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know? early, but I early. had a lot of fun with them. Like we cracked each other up and it was like we're always laughing and getting into trouble and doing as little work as possible. Yeah. You know, Yeah. just pranking people and, you know, early, messing around, uh, pretending really. we're going to go work, you know, like, oh, we're going to go downtown and 
and uh, interview some people, and then we're like, I'm going to go take hour. a nap. Or, yeah, or that. Early on in my career in the 80s, I might have, there might have been sh- uh, some shenanigans, but we we're all in our 20s. And mm. I don't know, don't, our, that's what 20 year olds are supposed to do, right? Yeah, I think get, so. Get drunk and make mistakes yeah. and then pay for them for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in my <laughs> Sometimes 20s, longer. Before I was married uh, and working in radio, I did go out on a date with somebody I worked with. And about, uh, well, about an hour into the date, we both looked at each other and went, this is really dumb. What happens if anything goes yeah. on? Because we worked together. And then right. we just went, okay, we're, this is it. We're not. This yeah. is not the date. We'll eat. We'll go home. Did you get a good snogging it. in or anything? Got nothing. Snogging? Yeah. Oh, Kissing. good word. You know, yeah. you know, Making out, snogging. What? Yeah, sure. You did? Give- no, we didn't. I know oh, John. Well, no, of course not. We had already decided that we can't get involved. In well, you could just be dumb. make what out about, with her and then go, you, yep, that's it. <gasps> give each other a hand, so to speak. No. Oh, my he's, he's, he's not denying it. Oh, my God. We did not. We did not. I deny. I can't do anything with her. Deny. That's correct. What about jealousy on the part of, like, say, your work wife's real husband? Any jealousy there? My, or was my work that... wife didn't have a husband. Okay. And still doesn't, for that matter. So, yeah. I still, I mean, you know who she is, I won't say yeah, that Yeah, yeah. Any jealousy with you, uh, Don? Mm, I can't remember. I've had so many partners. I've <laughs> 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 had so many, like, on-air partners. Oh, okay. I can't. Did you get that uh, on tape, Ross? I did, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's also a great so. isolated Kenny. I'm gonna save too. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I'm just thinking about all of their girlfriends or wives, and they were all my friends also, and really right. cool. Like there wasn't any reason to be jealous or think. But you know, sometimes people are jealous for no reason. You know, they just can't handle things. My, I've been in my... plays with people whose wives don't like me. Oh, why? Because maybe I had to kiss him on stage or something. Fantastic. Or we were just ha- hanging out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've always wondered uh, about the kissing on stage. Is there a lot of practicing that goes on leading up to that? Or no. do you just kind of wing it? You don't practice. You practice at practice, but you're not going to be like, let's get together before practice and practice. <laughs> no, well, but I think that's, Kenny's that's question, question is, is, yeah, what does the practicing look like, though, at practice? You want to do it before you actually get on stage to perform. You wouldn't want anything because... You need it to become something that isn't weird. Because if you just do it for the first time when you're in front of an audience, your mind will go in all different kinds of places, even if it's gross. And then you're like, I don't know my lines, you know? Is there uh, (laughs) a... What about the tongue? Where's that figure? Oh, no, you don't do that. And one guy did that to me once because he was mad at me. And he did it on stage during the... Performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you slap him? So mad, huh? Did you slap him? No, but I bit his lip. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a jerk. And you know why I was? He was mad at me because he didn't know his lines. Oh. And like the oh. the dress rehearsal before, I'm like, I was like, you need to learn your lines. You're making everybody. I'm like, I know the whole play, so that if you get lost. I can get us back on track, and that isn't fair. So when are you going to learn him, dude? Like, not happy. And then you, so the next night he shoved his tongue down my throat. And so you bit his lip. Yeah. Um, um, are you mic'd up on stage? Not usually. It depends on what kind of, like, how big the theater is. Most of the time, no. You're having to project I ask that because I've all, always wondered. In musicals, I, yes. And I watch, um, whenever I watch wrestling, um, grappling, Yeah. I always try to see if they're talking to each other while they're beating the hell out of each other, you know, whispering cues like, <laughs> next do this, next do that. Does that ever go on on stage? Hmm. Uh, like just some really silent, quiet communication? You know what I mean? Right uh-huh, in front yeah, of the audience? Especially if you're not talking at the time and other people are talking. And you, know? and you can just quietly say something? Um, yeah, I mean, it's happened a couple of times. Like somebody was supposed to be entering the stage and he's never not coming out. And you're yeah. like, where the hell is he? Yeah. It's just like, okay, you better say something, you know. What about farting? 
farting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Has I anybody ever dropped this interesting? Silent but deadly, and then everybody wants to crack up, but you got to keep a straight face. <laughs> I don't recall that, but okay. <laughs> okay. but um, yeah. With my work wife, she would all she loved complaining about uh, the old man. She called him the old man, her husband. And um, every time she would complain about um, him, I would end up taking his side. And he just seemed like he was really awesome. And I always wanted, <laughs> oh, no. I always wanted to hang out with him. So uh, her venting to me about him never really worked out because I virtually 100% of the time took his side. You know, huh. He doesn't want to go out and do this, or he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to sit and watch TV, or he wants to work on his crap in his shop. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 how it is. And he's right. Oh man. So did she? Whenever you vented to her, did she agree with you? No, virtually never. Oh no, great. No, she always put. <laughs> no, because you know what? My complaining is all just insanity. Oh. You know, it, it's not real. So she always put me in in my uh, place. Um, <laughs> Well, now I guess I see why nobody wanted to tweet and call and be on the air with us to talk about work wives. <laughs> well, they probably don't want their significant other to see them tweeting about their work wife. Yeah. They might go, what are you doing? What is yeah, there this? There might be some jealousy there. Maybe they have yeah. a work wife and don't tell their wife that they're, they yeah, have a exactly. good friend at work. You know what? I bet the jealousy factor figures in before a certain amount of time has elapsed in your marriage like maybe the first five when, when do guys go from being jealous to semi-jealous to just not even giving a damn by year 10 right by oh, year no. 10 of a marriage guys just don't care anymore you do That's what you good. want yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but I wouldn't, my wife has no idea. She'd be surprised what, that I said I had a work wife. So she never really knew. So there's no jealousy oh. in, involved. I mean, I didn't come home and say, hey, you know what so-and-so said today or whatever. That it's kind not, of thing. Yeah, it's not. It, probably not a good idea to call them your work wife to your actual wife. Exactly. Yeah. What do you call them, my special friend? No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I don't know that I would have. She pal. knows who she is, and that I worked with her, and uh, actually, uh, we see her on occasion out at the state fair or whatever. And she just knows I worked with her. That's that's it. And she doesn't listen to the show, so she'll no, never know good. what I'm talking. I love about. it when people don't listen. Yeah, <laughs> you can uh, isolate that too. I don't oh think my, my wife has ever heard me on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's great when your family or friends don't listen. That I'm is like, that's the perfect life. But right there. I, yeah, my mom listens all the time. But I don't really think about that. If I did, I wouldn't be saying half of this stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and speaking, she knows. She's like she doesn't care. Yeah, Kenny basically walked us through all of his past work relationships right there, right? and the only thing I could think about and we talked about it kind of in that segment, is work spouses do kind of take on the real form of a work spouse where they almost become more therapeutic than anything because they listen to you. you know, your work spouse or friend, oh, do you ever sure. go to them with great news about work? You always go to them with the things you're angry or upset about, <laughs> That's right? That's true. <laughs> true. You come, on in, come home and you go, well, listen to this. Are you talking about the... I don't have a spouse at all, so I No, have... I I just mean your work spouse, oh, right? Work whenever spouse. you go talk to whoever your work your best friend at work is or yeah. whoever your work spouse would be, you so seldomly talk to them about all the good things that are happening. You typically always just complain to them or you know what? Maybe that's just me. Maybe other work spouses you more you have more healthier I relationships. I think you have an honest relationship with that person. So it would probably be more on the complaining side. Because you can't just go in and complain you know, all the time to everyone, then you're not a team player or you're just actually really crabby. Basically how Kenny acts all the time. I think what I love about what you just did right there is you kind of went into work spouse for me by basically <laughs> telling me, oh, Ross, you can't complain all the time. Nobody wants to hear about that. You need you need to be more of a team player. Ross is the most cheerful person in the office. He brings everybody's day up and he is makes everyone stay brighter for sure. Oh, that's that's very kind of you to say. It's true. And in just moments, we'll actually finish with 
Well, Kenny sets it up as women buying cars to overcompensate for something, if you remember. Oh, that's right. He tricked us. He did a switcheroo. Yeah, he was doing the old switcheroo, which, by the way, who do you think's buried in the grave of the gentleman or gal who created the switcheroo? Oh, my gosh. He's actually know. buried there. I don't even know what you're, what? The switcheroo. You know, they always say the old switcheroo, you think it's one and it's the other. Yeah. Well, somebody invented the switcheroo. What I'm proposing is uh-huh. the person who invented the switcheroo. <gasps> is not in the grave. Are they actually they buried in their own grave. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So we might not get to a lot of stories, but I'm really glad we have the time to get to this one. Headline, women buy sports cars to make up for a small tamale. What? New research has revealed that women who are interested in flashy motors are trying to make up for having a tiny uh, giner. Tiny giner. <laughs> Profession- <laughs> Professor <laughs> Professor Daniel Richardson oh. claims that his study is the first to show that there is truth in the phenomenon of geni- genital inadequacy. What? Who wants a big giant? <laughs> Who wants a big one? Nobody. In, in this study, he convinced half of 200 women be age, uh, between the ages of 18 and 74 that the average size was 7.9 inches. A lie to make them feel inadequate as the average length is only 5.17 inches. <laughs> Oh, my God. The rest were told that the average length was 4.7 to make them feel confident about their area. Oh, my God. The women were then shown images of luxury (laughs) items such as high-end sports cars, and those feeling under perfect ranked fast motors as more desirable. This is the weirdest study ever. (laughs) The professor. Like, hey, we're going to talk to you about the length of the inside of your vagina. The, God's pocket. Yeah, the, God's yeah. pocket. Professor, finally, uh, at the very end here, uh, we increased our participants' desires for sports cars when we made them feel like they had a relatively small flower. Oh my lord! How do they know? Is this the most the... absurd, uh, absurd thing you've ever heard in your life? It's close. <laughs> what if I had changed all the men references to women references, and instead of saying penis, I said tamale, no. or giner, or giner. flower? My point is this BS about men. Who have small penises? Oh, so you changed it. Only drive yeah, and love changed. fast cars and sports cars is the biggest crock of BS in the world. Okay. I always thought it was guys that drive big. Yeah. Just here, I'm yeah. still stuck on Sorry, thinking. Kenny. How did well, they measure the inside of their giner? Oh, right. And it's it's absurd talking about this, you know, so is it too big or is it too small? Is it a two-car garage? What do we got going? Two-car garage. (laughs) Got a cloverly, you know, what's going on here? (laughs) There's a patch of lucky clovers outside. But uh, so any so any man who has a small one, Ross, uh, not we're excluding you. From if this I had one. the money, I would totally buy a huge truck. I know, guys. Me too. From a very early age, before you even knew what that thing down there was for, we're obsessing about getting sports cars. Little kids, it, it happens in middle age because that's when men are finally financially secure and they totally. can afford it. Totally. And, and if that's the analogy with sports cars, John made it. Um, it say the same thing with big trucks. Well, now we can move on to, oh, big tractors, big combines, big airplanes. Is it everything penis-related? 
Mm, that's a good question. There's I hope a, not. There's a stand-up special on Netflix that I just watched over the weekend, and the comedian actually broaches this topic. Yeah. And he says, basically, ladies, no, we're dumb. From a young age, we're trained. Oh, truck, truck, truck. Yeah, Ram- car, yeah, exactly. exactly. You're given toy cards. Yeah. You guys want them from the time that you're little kids, and then you finally, you're right, Kenny. Right. You get enough money to where you're like, I can finally buy that car I've always wanted. Right. So what's the big deal? I think we get mad if they're zooming around us and being asshats. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, and so right. you're like, ah, oh, small penis. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just want to throw an insult out, you know, that's the hits to the core. Well, yeah. Is there a female equivalent to how men and lust after automobiles is what would what would mm. the women God, I am not a why, good representative why couldn't for women. It be cars. But yeah. it's probably not. I don't know what the thing is. I know a fair amount of women who take cars very seriously. Yeah, you know, what, absolutely. What they drive, how it looks, it's got to be clean. Yeah. I run mine into the side of the garage every other week. <laughs> <laughs> I did that this morning. Um just trying to avoid a car that's parked in our driveway. It happens to be my boyfriend's son's car and our entire driveway is a sheet of ice like right. thick uh, ice. Yeah, okay? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to angle my car out and I take off half the you know, I, there's a chunk missing from the side of the garage. It's like well, it's like the side of the um, a seal, and then some stupid up plywood. And, yeah, seals crap. up against the door. <laughs> it's not stupid plywood crap. It's part of the building. Yeah, I know, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not a good construction. I didn't even look at my car. I just I just heard it crunch. I got out. I was going to go in and say something to MC, and he already opened the door. You know, because he works from so home, he and he goes, he goes. That didn't sound good. And I go, I really did it this time. <laughs> Which is our new favorite phrase. Because that's what Jeffrey Dahmer said to his dad when he got caught. And he was in jail about it. Yeah, he goes, well, I really did it this time. Well, I guess so, son. <laughs> so that's our new favorite phrase. Don, I'm do glad you... the... Oh, go I'm ahead, John. No, you go you ahead. Told... I want to take a shot at Ross here. Uh, I'm glad you told that story again because I only heard bits and pieces of it before yeah. when Ross was screwing around with all the equipment <laughs> trying to get us to get on Well, uh, you know, I need to remind you also that I also ripped my mirror off in, on the same side of the garage and scraped against the dolly that was sitting there um, oh. that was put back in the wrong place. It's, I ripped my mirror off also. So you kind of have to come in there. It's a it's an obstacle course to get in. Kind into the of garage. to like angle myself in, yeah, because my, my boyfriend has a, a Dakota, a, a Dakota. A Toyota Taco- Tacoma. Okay. Right. It's not a huge truck. I right. just want to make that clear. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's perfectly a, it's a, adequate truck. Yeah, it's yeah. totally fine. It's not one of those monster trucks. It does the trick. Okay, it does absolutely. the trick. Really, really nice truck. Yeah, it's a nice truck. It is. It's black. It has black wheels. You know, he, know. he loves it. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's it. That's all I got to say about that. What Do we have another story is that there, we can do in four is there minutes? Any way we can, is there any way we can reconfigure the way? you guys park can he park over on this side and you move over to here and then the kid parks back over here. does the kid just need to bubble wrap his car every night you know before I he guess, goes inside I mean, mc is also almost hit like he's been sliding in his truck four-wheel drive yeah. down the driveway yep. almost into his son's car i had a family member back into my car in the driveway and do fairly significant damage so it does happen it so does ha- oh, feel I a little d- bit better about that the last place i live i did that twice within two weeks to my boyfriend's car i forgot it was there and i get up early in the morning this is back home yeah and i just reversed and just backed into his new car he got it fixed and i did it again after he got it fixed like within three weeks actually now that i'm thinking about it i did the same thing to uh my father's car years ago and my dad takes his car super seriously yeah and my dad's the greatest guy he was angry and then he just went, ah, eh, it's just a car. Yeah. You, Great father. Uh, McLean, you're a menace. Well, I've never done this. I want to say I've driven large vehicles, as you guys have probably heard me talk about on the show. Right. A big uh, tractor trailer right. and, you know, like a 40-foot Winnebago, right. things like that. I've never, ever had any accident or any type Why can't you drive of, this little snot-powered little thing? It's like uh, thing a go-kart to yeah, me. Yeah, it what is. The hell? It's tiny. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know... Uh, 
Honda Element. So Are you it's using sort of the a, mirrors? Are you using all the mirrors to their fullest effect? I am, but in the dark garage, when I'm trying to pull out of the garage, you can't see up against, like, I tried to cut it too soon because I was too paranoid about hitting his car, the, the, the son's car. I've got a great idea. Back it in. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's uh, a as, really good idea. As to why you don't have accidents in the other vehicles, yeah. I go through the same thing driving other people's vehicles, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It's When you're in your own car, it's kind of more of the comfort factor. You do let your guard down a little bit. You shouldn't, but I think it's human nature. You can't help but you know just be a little bit more lax. When you're in like a company vehicle or a rented vehicle, you're driving that thing like it's a million dollar car and you don't want any issues with it. I've never wrecked a station vehicle either. No. What's your dream car? Ooh, a 69 GTO Judge. Nice. Wow. That's a damn good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. John, uh, let me guess what your dream car is. Whatever piece of uh, crap you're driving right now is your dream car, right? No, I uh, if if I was if I were rich, uh, first I'd have to, I, and it's such a cliche, but I'd have to get a '57 Chevy just because I love the way they. Yeah, look. that's a cliche. Yeah, that's a cliche. And then another cliche, I'd I run an XJE, a Jaguar. Oh, well, my one. mom the new ones, had I hate one of those. the new ones. Yeah. I hate the new ones, but the old ones, man, I love the looks of them. Ross's dream car is anything that runs. Yeah, I was literally going to make that same joke. My <laughs> dream car is the next car that I can afford, whatever it is. <laughs> Just Preferably. like your dream girl. It's the next one you can afford. The next one I can afford. <laughs> Preferably something with four wheels. I'm talking about the car, not yeah. the uh, not the gal. And maybe a little bit more off the ground. Anything uh, uh, Anything else to add there? Ah, uh, no, no. The, the girl just needs to be somewhere between 18 oh, oh, and uh, breathing. Oh, 18 and breathing, oh, okay. man. So I will say Dawn has talked about in that segment. I vehemently disagree with the premise. I don't care what the science or the study says. I think to a certain degree growing up, everybody is pre-exposed or disposed to things that as they get older, it's going to make you want to buy it or have it. True. Again, I remember being a kid, everything I ever wanted as I grew up almost always was related to something I had as a child. So uh. I don't think men, and it was covered in that segment, I don't think most men are buying really nice cars to overcompensate. I think most men are saying, boy, I'm 55 years old and finally have some disposable income. Right. So I'm going to go buy this massive truck I've always wanted. I agree. I don't even know what I said in the clip, but I agree with you, like what you just said right now. Would you say those three things qualify as best of material, moderately best of, or why the heck did you pick those three? I think they qualify Ah, because some things that we don't think are funny, people think are funny. So I'm not a good judge of what's good and bad. Well, thank you for helping me out with this edition of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. We're back next week, or as Kenny would say, maybe we won't be.